0: Welcome to another episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Marianne Pack, spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And I have a special guest for us today, my dear friend and colleague, Nancy Shadlock. Thank you, Nancy, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, yes, yes. I've been wanting to get Nancy on the podcast for a while and our schedules finally met up and I am excited. And um, I just want to let you all know that uh, we met through Darla Ledeau's, um sourced experience. So I want to do a shout out for our dear coach, Darla. Mm-hmm. And also that this podcast is in collaboration with the Ladies Power Lunch. So if you ladies are looking for a very supportive active Facebook group to belong to. This is the place to be. We have one rule, and it is that we intentionally support one another to help us uh, grow our businesses and grow our personal lives and and develop and expand who we are. So um, uh, again, I just want to thank you, Nancy, for coming on. And let's just jump right in. Who is Nancy, and what good do you bring into the world? Mm-hmm. I
1: am a mom and a wife and a business owner. Um, I would say that the good that I bring into the world is that I help to nurture people to understand what they are special at or like what is special
0: about them and then how can they share that in the world. I love that. and Nancy is a coming out coach. So can you explain that a little bit to our audience?
1: Yeah, so it's I myself had a long journey of coming out and um, having to accept myself after a pretty conservative Christian upbringing. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize the the depth of that experience and that it's hard to do that on your own and there's not a lot of resources for that. And so I offer coming out, coaching to people that have realized that there's something more true about them buried down deep and they need help to, to find out what that is or to speak it out loud and then how to share that with their wider world. And so mostly it's, it's helping people in the LGBT community, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's helping people come out about a career change or their spirituality is shifting and they're realizing there's something that they're believing that is different than their family or the way that they were always raised to believe. And so they need some support in exploring that and then living into that more fully.
0: I love that. Yes, we all it's, it's Nancy has a podcast. Um, the coming out Chronicles, is that correct? That's right. Yeah. It is a beautiful, beautiful, uh, podcast and I love listening to it because there are so many uh beautiful guests on there talking about their different kinds of coming out stories and um you know even for myself you know it was sort of a coming out story for me just leaving the church at in my mid 40s and and um because that was a huge shift in my life yeah it's your life. my life yes revolved around church and the beliefs and you know, being able to do this and not that. And, and um, so, yeah, it's, it's a, it's definitely a um, uh, baby steps, I think. And I love that you're helping people to do this because it, it, again, it would be so, so much easier when we have someone to guide us um, instead of trying to bang it out on our own and figure it out and, and work through it, it takes a little bit longer. So I love that you're doing this. And our topic today is celebrating who you are. So what problems do you solve for your clients? Like what kind of transformation do they receive when they work with you?
1: I would say that's probably the key to it is they, in the end, they realize that they can celebrate who they are. Hmm. A lot of them come and they're in a place of deep anxiety, depression sadness scared of of really looking at who they are and really sharing who they are with the world and it's a really lonely place to be in for many of them and so I love being able to be a safe place for them to speak their truth out loud sometimes for the first time yes and then start to explore like okay like if if I was to live this new truth out more authentically more congruently what would that look like and how would I show up in the world and we can move from a place of being so scared to say your truth out loud Mm -hmm. to this is who I am I've I've wrestled with it I've looked at it and I love who I am and I want to share this with you so that you can also love the true me And that's a very different posture than when they first come.
0: That's absolutely true. Can you tell us a little bit about your coming out story?
1: Mm -hmm. So I probably had a hint about it back in, when I was like 12, Mm. maybe even younger than that. But I just, I remember watching uh, the news and a kid was being bullied at school because he was gay. And I remember being gripped with fear of like, what if that was to happen to me? And I don't even know why I wondered that. I just like something in it made me think like, that might be my story. But I didn't even realize that, like, what gay was necessarily. (laughs) Um, And then at different points in my life, I would try, like, I would kind of just like knock on the door and see if it was safe to open a little bit. And, you know, I would talk to different people who are wise in my life, youth pastors, um, leaders of Christian organizations that I would work for and just be like, I'm kind of wondering this about myself. And every time I would be met with like, here's the scriptures that say it's not right. Mm-hmm. Here's what you, you just need to pray it away. Like this is your thorn in your flesh. And so I, I did, I kind of just pushed it away, pushed it to the back of my mind, tried not to think about it. Um, at different points, it would kind of come up more in my face. And at one point I enrolled myself in conversion therapy so that I could try and get like serious support to change this orientation for myself. And sadly that (laughs) didn't work and it was just more, more pain inflicting. And
0: um, can you explain conversion therapy for people that may not understand what that is? it's
1: it's a fake therapy <laughs> like yes. it's not actually recognized as a as a true therapy it mostly is from i would say christian organizations that are trying to reprogram people so that they aren't gay and so that they can live a full and fulfilling life as a normal person mm-hmm. and sadly that isn't true. Like that isn't possible. And I've come to now realize that God created me as me and God didn't make a mistake in, in doing that. And absolutely. The thing that really helped me was going to a church that started to actually look at this and started to read the scriptures in different ways. And in, you know, looking at context and all these different things and was able to, to start to wrestle with like, maybe the way that we have always believed this isn't actually true or accurate or, or right. And in the same way that I think, you know, years ago churches had to start to look at slavery and how the church was very complicit in slavery mm-hmm. until they started to realize like, maybe this isn't quite right. And you know, had to start to change the ways that they were. And I think this is a very similar time of life where that's happening for the LGBT community with churches. Some churches are starting to look at it, but not, not all churches. No,
0: no. Yeah. That, that, uh, Oh my goodness. How I was taught as a young person in the conservative evangelical church that I was raised in. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, they were just sinners that had to repent from that. And, um, and I, I loved that podcast that you just had on about the, the movie that's being made um, 1946, mm-hmm. when the word homosexual was changed, the Bibles were changed to include the word homosexual, rather mm-hmm. than, you know, an abusive person like a sexual deviant or something like that, that that was just shocking you know but understandable you know well it's crazy that it only happened in 1946
1: yes and like how much damage has come from that mistranslation of that word
0: absolutely I mean even like you mentioned you know how the churches had to look at slavery I remember even as a child I'm 62 and I remember hearing from the pulpit how how, well, black people are just cursed and that's their plight. Even in my age, you know, uh growing up and, um, just, just, you know, ridiculous things that they've had to set aside that now it's time to do the same for this. This, mm-hmm. this is just, uh,
1: Um, Well, it's also time to do another check in about racism and (laughs) slavery and things too in the church.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. That's, that's never been, you know, cleared up. And it seems like the church just, many churches just seem to drag their feet on it. And, and um, they just don't like that change. They don't like that, that control, that power, whatever that, whatever that's going on there. So, How is your coaching like unique? Um, Everybody has their, every coach that I interview has this beautiful way that they coach because it's coming authentically from who they are. And and it's sort of like the topic here, celebrating who you are, you Mm -hmm. know? So celebrate how you coach. Yeah, so
1: I would say that I, I meld, you know, all of who I am into it. I, I was trained as a spiritual director. So I have a master of arts in spiritual formation and, and help people connect with the divine in a deeper way, which many people in the LGBT community have had to either choose sexuality or spirituality. Yes. And so to be able to bring that together and realize we're all whole people and the spirituality part is so important. Um, another thing that I really love doing with my people is helping them dream because so many of them weren't dreaming before this. They were just, you know, trying to survive and not even intentionally thinking of like, what could my life look like? What could my partner look like? So many, I, I actually just this week was talking to one of my clients about, oh, you're having your second adolescence which is totally normal because they never really dated in wow. in adolescence because it wasn't allowed or it just felt too shameful. And so now in the like 30s and 40s, people are like, oh, I get to date and explore these feelings. And, and so I love how when people dream about like, what would you like in a partner? What would you like in having kids or not? What would you like in your work that feels aligned with the deeper core of who you are? And have this kind of magical process that I lead them through where they articulate it. And then we sprinkle some magic in and it, it, it starts to become a reality. And so to be able to see someone create this vision and, and live into it, even in, you know, a three or six month container of working with me, huge shifts can happen. And it's, it's so cool. And so the, the other thing that I do is retreats as you know, they're dear to both of our hearts. And uh, I do a shift retreat a few times a year where people can come and that's kind of like the initial shift to help them Mm -hmm. spark a change in their life. It's for people that feel like they're ready for something to to change. And oftentimes that safe space is where people share their truth for the first time out loud. And wow, I'm really good at holding that space for people so that they can know that even though they're saying it out loud and it's always been too scary to say it out loud, this is a safe place to say it. And everyone is so warm and welcoming and helpful. And then those, those groups often journey with each other then even after the retreat because they've shared something so deep and
0: powerful. Mm. I love that. I love that you hold that sacred safe space for people too speak their truth, maybe for the first time ever, and um, actually lean into it. And I love that they're named Shift Retreat, because that's definitely what would be happening, I would think. (laughs) Um, So our our mess is our message. Usually what we've gone through is why we do our work. So can you tell us a little bit about um, what your mess was, became your message that, that just called you to do this kind of work.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little bit different story than I've told before.
0: Oh, I love it. <laughs>
1: I hope it'll, it'll come back around to your question. It might be a bit of a meandering way, but that's all right. Um, when I was young, about four, I would say my, my family was going on a holiday and I think they wanted little Nance to get out of there and so they could get the van packed and get everything ready. So my brother and I went biking and we went to the top of this gravel pit and we're going to bike down and there was a shack at the bottom that we called the Corey Hart shack because apparently Corey Hart did a music video in that shack. Hmm. And so that comes, becomes relevant because as I was going down the hill, my brakes stuck and I couldn't seem to stop and I slowed down at all. And I kind of panicked because I was like, I don't want to hit the sacred Corey Hart shack, And so I kind of turned my, my, head, my bike to the side and scraped off the whole side of my cheek. And my, my brother carried me across the highway into our farmyard with blood everywhere. And I think my whole family thought I got hit by a semi or something. And I remember in that moment, every, everybody in my family was worried about me and cared about me and was, was showing me this love and affection. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of encapsulated that into my being. And as I then, like, you know, you mentioned Darla. We did an ex- exercise with her recently where we got to view our business as a client. Oh, and yes. we asked our our business, our client to show us something from the past. And it showed me that vision. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized that the energy of what I had encapsulated and brought into my business was, if you're broken, you're special. Oh, and so I've been, you know, running my business like that for a few years now. If you're queer, you're special. And if you're, if you're lgbt like if there's something broken about you that's what's special and i've mm. been really focused on that but then i asked my my business like my wise wise self and to show me a vision of my business like in its fullest health and the message there was your beingness is what is special just who you are and And so I've, I've recognized that I've had to let go of that image of brokenness and like helping people go from this, this broken state to this celebrated state, but in, in a more holistic way of like, we're all incredible. And how do we just like shine light on that more and get more to. The essence of who we are so that we can share that in the world rather than just our brokenness and what's wrong with us and so for myself that's you know my mess has been fixated for so long on trying to be special and trying to show the world that I'm special in some way but recognizing like just by being who I am is special and so now that's it's just a a slight tweak that I'm Mm -hmm. bringing into my message now is like, you're, you're already special. Just in who you are is special. Um, and how do you live that more authentically? How do you live that more bravely and share that with the world? I love
0: that. I love that. Yes. We're so many times we just feel like we're broken or as coaches, we think we have to fix somebody because they're broken. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they're still. They just need to walk in the wholeness of who they are, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's more exhilarating for people to come to a coach that thinks that doesn't think they're broken, that actually thinks they're valuable. Just like you said, just because you exist, your beingness mm-hmm. is is worthy, is uh, you know deserving of a life well lived the fullness of life, the meaning of life. So how can people connect with you? I know you have several different things going on. And, and I'd like you to share with how people can get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, I would say, if you're hearing me today, and you feel like, oh, there is something within me that I need to speak out loud, and it feels unsafe until now. I would like to share that with Nancy because she's kind of this random other person that I could say it to and there's no repercussions. Um, I would invite you to come have a a front porch session with me. I love the idea of just sitting on rocking chairs together on the front porch, having tea and, and sharing something that's true for you that has previously felt too scary to say out loud and I will be that neutral space to just hold that and hold space for you to hear yourself say it. Cause there's so much power in that, just getting it out into the light. And then from there, we can see, you know, if a shift retreat would be helpful or uh, some other container of support. But I, I love offering that space for people to speak their truth out loud. So the Front Porch is a virtual session since we can't quite meet on front porches yet here in Canada anyways. But um, yeah, I hope that
0: you'll come and sit with me. I love that. I'd love those. You, um, and just tell us a little bit about those shift retreats, because I, I would love for people to understand a little better what you do in those, mm-hmm. because there may be somebody out there going, I need a shift and mm-hmm. I don't know where to go.
1: Yeah. Come. They um, they happen over three days, and they're virtual as well. And we meet, I, I send out a package so that there's all kinds of experiential things that we do at the retreat, tangible as well as oh, just virtual. And then, um, yeah, some of those experiences will shift you into recognizing oh, there is so much more true, of trueness (laughs) available on the other side of whatever is holding me back right now whatever I'm afraid of Mm -hmm. seeing like oh there's a way forward from this that is actually way more beautiful than what I'm afraid of and what I'm stuck in right now Mm -hmm. and so I love helping people have that experience of seeing what is possible and then
0: can help step into that I love it and all these links will be in the show notes so you can find Nancy and, and check out working, w- working with her or maybe meet her on the front porch. And um, would you like to share with us? I, w- I would love to hear what you would like to see in the uh, community um, where you are and how we can expand that acceptance, that love, that... Um, just shift this energy, this mindset. Um, I'm just kind of at a loss. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just want to be that ally. I want to be that helper to shine the light on this.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think you're doing that. Like you, I feel so well supported by you. And I love that anytime I put out a new podcast or a new post, you're almost always the first person commenting and cheering me on. And so you personally are doing a really great job of being that ally. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I think that will speak volumes. Like I was listening to someone the other day that like just nice white ladies are the people who are actually going to change the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have so much more power than we realize and if we live it in front of other people, other people will catch on. And, you know, like people watching you that, you know, maybe you went to church with years ago who thought a certain way and then they've watched you and they're like, mm. oh, maybe some different beliefs are possible. And that's how we're going to change the world.
0: Mm, I would love that. I would love for people to start hearing and, and having that little... That little uh, nugget dropped in their hearts to shift that shift that attitude. So, do you have any other final words of wisdom you'd like to share with our guests before we close out this episode? I would say
1: celebrate who you are.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Just, you know, like really take a moment to, to notice, like what is something that you love about you and, and celebrate that? And we're so indoctrinated out of that. We're so taught that that's being full of yourself and you can't stop and do that. You'll get too cocky. And it's like, no, what person have you ever seen get too cocky from loving themselves well and celebrating who they are? And so today I'm going to celebrate me being here, sharing my truth bravely with you.
0: What are you going to celebrate? Right. Ooh, I'm going to celebrate that I am so happy that I am thriving on the other side of that indoctrinated beliefs. I am, I'm becoming to understand and really own that I am joy in the flesh, yeah. that um, my voice matters. Because that wasn't allowed before. And that's been a long coming out journey for me to allow myself to speak my truth. So I'm celebrating me. Yeah. Nancy, thank you for helping me celebrate me too. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. And as always, be sure to like, comment, and be sure to subscribe because it helps my work go into the world and create more joy in the world. And as always, uh, you are welcome to visit my website, MariannePack.com, for all of our services, and I just love that you have joined us. Thank you, Nancy, again. I so appreciate you. I appreciate your life, and I love your work.
1: Thank you so much. I love yours too. And I'm so happy to be here.
0: Thank you. And remember everyone, you are joy looking for a way to express.